Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Very upset right now. They kicked our ass at our home court. They beat us by 10 points in the fourth quarter. It's unacceptable. Okay. We just have to be better. And and I know that we're gonna rise to the occasion and our time's gonna come. You know, James is 30 years old. Michael didn't win his first championship till 30. Hakeem didn't win his first championship till 30. I can promise you we're going to win some championships with James Harden, okay? Because we're not going to sit here. We will go to battle every year. We're going to have a strong offseason, and we're going to do whatever we can do to be a better team, okay? We are not going to sit on our hands. I can promise you that. That is Rockets owner Tillman Fratita. And uh, the Rockets in the news today, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN sending out this tweet earlier. Sources, in calls to front offices, Houston GM Daryl Morey is showing an aggressive desire to improve roster with all players and picks available in talks. Hard to imagine James Harden scenario, but the but the rest under contract, perhaps even Chris Paul, could be moved in right deal. Got no problem with it. Got no problem with it. Why would you have a problem with it? I don't know. Some people might have a problem with that. I like the aggressive nature of franchises when they are really motivated to do something to improve. I think fans love that stuff, too. So we'll see if they're able to do it because, obviously, it's easier said than done. But I like it when because a lot of times when we talk about teams, including the Jazz, you know, you say, okay, I say they should be aggressive, and you say – uh, well, if the deal's not there, it's not there. Well, Houston is essentially saying that the deal will be there, some kind of deal, to make this thing better. See, I I have a much different read on this. This smacks of desperation to me. This is this is a franchise that, through a series of risky yet questionable moves, has put itself into a corner. Nah, they're going you, they're going nowhere but down. You wait and see, Jake. We'll they, wait and they're, see. They're going to make something happen, and there's going to be a taker. Somewhere. What exactly? See, here's the thing: you you trade for Chris Paul, and everybody gives Maury all this credit. And yes, it was an aggressive move that didn't technically work because they're not better than the Warriors, and now they're on the hook for they his were contract. Close though, you have to give them credit, uh, especially last year. They should have won that series. I, when did you turn into Mister Moral of the Story, Marty, over there? <laughs> well. I mean, moral victory. Better to better to go down swinging than to just be watching the pitch. So now they owe Chris Paul thirty eight point five million next year, forty eight point three the year after, forty four point two the year after that. And let me tell you, that's not going to be a contract where they're going to trade, and it's going to be a W for them. Uh, the Lakers might. That, oh, that's might, uh, that's the big wild card. They <laughs> might be the only franchise dumb enough to actually do this. Because still a good player. Because Rich Paul and LeBron good, might. Get it done for the banana boat boy, which would be a terrible deal for the Lakers. But well, yes, what do you there, mean there is the, the Do you think card. it would make the Lakers better? Uh, no, I don't. Well, it depends on what they give up. Right, and this this contract is an absolute albatross for a for a thirty four soon to be thirty five year old player. And we've talked a lot about how these contracts can handcuff a franchise from doing anything. And the Ro- the Rockets are currently handcuffed and whoever gets that contract is going to be handcuffed going forward if and that's a big if they can actually find a sucker willing to take it. Well, and Clint Capella's contract is not that far off either. Maybe the Lakers don't care about the money, you know. They they, they don't they're they're willing to burn as much as they they can. 
may, well, like I said, a sucker's born any minute. Maybe yeah, the but sucker if their goal this, is to win a championship. I don't think that they can move any of their players and actually get better. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I, you say it's desperation. I th- say it's determination. Hmm. Well, we'll see how it goes. But I think it, I think they're desperate to. They know that they can't make any sort of move in uh, in free agency because they're already over the cap, if not the luxury tax. So they can't sign anybody. So they have no ability to actually get better unless it's a trade, and they're going to have to figure out a way to unload some terrible contracts. So they don't have the flexibility to do anything. What what quality player out there do you think that they would trade for Chris Paul, and Chris uh, to make them better and have the other team actually willing to do it? Well, there's a bunch of really good players out there. Whether they can pull that off or not, I don't know. But like, say, I still think that Chris Paul, even though that contract is ridiculous, I agree with you completely on that. But he can still play. He can still help a team win if they're willing to dig deep into their pockets. Well, let me ask the Angels fan over there in the other room. Albert Pujols can technically still walk to the batter's box, right? But how many teams are lining up to trade for that contract? Uh, not even some minor league teams. Yeah, but are that's because he's sixty-three years old, and Chris right? Paul's not far behind. And you saw the playoffs. Chris Paul, he's thirty-four. He's going to be thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how long has Stockton played until what? What age? Uh, Stockton played till 40, 41? Right yeah, around 3940. But yeah. Stockton was never really a salary burden and even though that was a different that was a different day and age where you didn't have to deal with the NBA salary cap and the rules surrounding it. I mean, yeah, but he, had if other, the Jazz, he had other limitations back then, but obviously uh, Stockton wasn't pulling down that kind of money. Uh, and, and like I said, every team in the NBA is in a different place. And if you're a team that really wants to win and you have to find a quality point guard, an experienced point guard to get you there, then why should the fans care how much money it costs or, or any of us, really? If they're willing to pay it and they think it's going to pay off on the court, then what's the problem with it? Because it's not about... This is actually one of the things I really love about the NBA. It's not about the deepest pockets anymore. It's not about you're the New York Yankees, so you can just afford everybody. You have to operate within the parameters of the collective bargaining agreement, and that's that's the challenge. If you have too much money committed to certain players, you don't have the flexibility to go out and get those other players. I mean, it'd be one thing if Fertitta could just say, all right, guys, I'm a zillionaire, mm-hmm. so pay whatever it takes. You can't do that under the rules. You well, can't just go out and sign guys like that. You have to be under the cap to sign free agents. Yeah. And you have to, if a certain amount of percentage of your cap is committed to two guys, in this case three, then there's nothing else that they can do. And no team is going to sign up for that kind of purgatory because it, it just locks everything up. And, unless, and I shouldn't say it, no team because maybe there's a team dumb um, enough to do it. Unless it can win you a title. The only way to get rid of Chris Paul is to find a struggling team out there with tons of cap room and basically paying them to take their contract. Much like the Jazz did with Andres Biedrens back in the day. Yeah, that was kind of curious, wasn't it? Well, the Jazz had the ability to help a franchise get under the cap to make moves. In fact, uh, every championship the Warriors get, they should write a thank you letter to Dennis Lindsay and the Jazz. So, if the let's say the Lakers wanted Chris Paul... What would they have to give up to get him? And I'm not talking, uh, you know, what kind of player. I'm talking about as far as salaries go. How close do they have to do to be to match it? And uh, how how problematic would it be? 
Well, the Lakers technically wouldn't have to trade anybody, given that they're, and I'll have to double-check this, but the Lakers are significantly below the cap, so they really could just eat Chris Paul's salary if they wanted to. So what's the matter with that move? Uh, because it makes it so another max position for the Lakers is taken up for the well, next they three got LeBron, years. LeBron, and they've got some nice and players. Are LeBron and Chris Paul enough to go along with the, the batch of guys they have now? Is that good enough? It's closer, for sure. For about 30 seconds. No, I think Chris Paul's got more than you're giving him credit for. Mm. I, I get it. His contract is heavy. But he he could make the Lakers. You put Chris Paul and LeBron, and if LeBron is in LeBron form, and then let's say Ingram comes along, uh, I don't know. That, that team could make a, a whole lot of noise, I think. I think LeBron and Kyrie Irving barely got it done, and I say barely. And a lot of that had to do with Steph being hurt and Draymond Green not playing, and that was barely enough to get it done. Kyrie Irving at that point was significantly a better player than Chris Paul is right now. Yeah, but Chris is still good. Yeah. But good at what price? Yeah. That's I that's get, the that's the I big question. It. So uh, I, and here's the thing: they're they're going to be Houston's going to be aggressive by nature, and I think you can, you know, our listeners can decide. You can look at this two ways: this is them trying to improve their team, or I think this is a, a team that's stuck, that's desperately trying to become unstuck. Yeah, I, I, the only way to judge it is sit back and watch what happens. And I, I like aggressive managers. I, I think that's cool. And if the owner signs off on it, uh, it, it even if even let's say they made a move. And they stayed about where they are now. I still would give them credit for giving it a try instead of staying sedentary. I think, okay, I think the Rockets, by being aggressive, gave themselves a window to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish, and they failed. And so, failure is an interesting word because they they were real, they've been really really good the last couple of years. But you've been telling me that anything but a championship is no, a failure. No, that's not what I said. I said contention for a championship. I mean, if you're in that ballpark. It, last year, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt in that fluky play, Houston wins and they get their title. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I'm so tired of hearing that excuse. Didn't we figure it's out that? It's not an excuse. I we, saw it with my own eyes. But didn't we see with our own eyes this year what happened when Chris Paul was perfectly healthy? And the Rockets turned, uh, took on the Warriors and even had uh, a compromised Warriors team? Well, the, 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 uh, the, the Rockets tried some things during the offseason that uh, may have taken some time to, to get them where they wanted to be. They weren't, they weren't better than the Warriors, but there's no shame in that. That's the second-best team in the league, I think, probably. And the Jazz weren't better than the second-place team in the league. Right. And they didn't do enough this year. But see, I give I give a team credit for swinging hard, and if it if it uh, if someone reaches over the wall to, to to rob a home run, then then I'm gonna give that hitter a whole lot of credit. I remember Isaiah Thomas swinging hard by trading for what was his name, Stevie Franchise. See here's and, the thi- and Stefan Marbury. Here's the thing and about, how did that work here's out? The thing about you, that was Jake. A disaster. You, you want teams to just sit back and be cautious. I want them to be smart. That's all I want. <laughs> but you, are you saying what the Rockets did wasn't smart? Oh, look where they are now. <laughs> Zero titles later. They're Zero painted, titles, into, a, but painted they were, into a they corner. They were right in the thick of it. Only two things, Gordon. Horseshoes and hand grenades, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Okay, so just don't even try. 
can't win, this don't is, try. Yeah, That's this, my attitude. I know. <laughs> That's my mantra. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Silver Sun Pickups, select by Gordon, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest store news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Also want to remind you about 60 and 60. The Zone Sports Network is uh, cutting, uh, counting, cutting, uh, you down to the start of the 2019 college football season by ranking the 60 best college football players in the state of Utah in 60 days as voted on by members of the Utah Sports Media. And now you, the fans, that's right. For the first time ever, you too can have your voices heard by casting a ballot in the top 60 and 60 fan vote. Visit 60in60fanvote.com or go to 1280thezone.com and submit your ballot today. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. Because ballots are due on Friday. All three of us have them. Although I don't think you've ever submitted yours, have you? No, I'll uh, investigate it. Well, aren't you leaving tomorrow? Uh, well, yeah, there's time. So, so today is your day. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Because Austin has a ballot in there, too, and I've been uh, kind of mulling over this thing. And I'm, I'm, I know your number one concern is should you put two Aggies in the top five? That is, well, that is a concern. But the concern I was going to bring up to you and, and to Austin as well, if you guys want to help convince me, I'm, I'm fairly certain who I'm going with at number one. But I was thinking today I, I can be swayed. So I wonder if our listeners might say, who is the best football player in the state going into this thing? And, and I'll listen to some arguments. Austin, have you settled on your number one? Uh, Rashid Shahid from Weaver's. I'm just kind of kidding. He's really good at one really good thing in football. Uh, I have settled on my number one. You have? How much definitively? Can you I, be... I have. It will surprise no one that listens from 10 to noon every day. Mm. Could you be swayed or are you pretty cemented in? Uh, well, it's, I guess it's not Friday yet, so I can be swayed, but I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, where am I on this guy being the best football player overall in the state of Utah? I'm at a 7.5-8. Okay. Let me, let me, let me uh, do a little uh, guess here. All right. Does do you need he, a spotlight and a cigarette? Or? Is he... Uh, I Wait, hold on. I bet I bet Austin's is the, the same as mine. Is he a defensive back for the Utes? No. Is he but a defensive... It, was, oh. is he it a, was down to him and that and this guy. Picked. Is he a defensive lineman for the Utes? He's not. Is he a quarterback? He is. Mm-hmm. Wow, really? Because Scotty came on with us the other day and said he wouldn't put Jordan Love in his top five. Uh, I heard it. Really? I went back and listened. Yeah. The voice of the Aggies came right out and said he, that? He said he'd put David Woodward in the in the top five. Huh. Or was that Kurt? Was that not Scotty? Was that Cragthorpe? Uh, that might have been Cragthorpe. My Crag, memory. Crags yesterday said something similar. I thought Scotty, Scotty had said that. Um, I just feel like quarterback's more important. I'm pretty – which I think you can certainly make that argument. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty solid on, on Jalen Johnson. Yeah, as, it's not bad. As my number one. And, and I thought um, Hans and Scotty brought up a terrific point that I'm sure everybody's kind of thinking about. He, I mean, he takes away half the field. Where's the value in that? That may not be a statistical component right. that goes with that, but how much value is it that, that – it's almost like Kawhi Leonard in the finals. How much value is there that you can point at the top receiver on the other team and say, go take that guy out of the game? 
Your only responsibility is one-on-one coverage. You take that dude square out of the game. That's a that's a huge, huge well, if it's advantage. the best receiver, uh, if it's one of the great receivers, then maybe you have a shot. But uh, against the norm. It pretty well closes down that part of the field. It gets to the point where the quarterback doesn't even look that way. By the way, quick corrections and retractions because I don't want to, you know, misrepresent anybody. Scotty just texted me and said that was not him who said that, so it was Kurt who said that. I think it was Scotty. I apologize. <laughs> I, it's up to Scotty to prove it wasn't him. So. I apologize to the one and only Scotty G and firmly retract that statement. So it the was voice, Kurt. the voice of the Aggies, did not turn his back on. The star quarterback for the A's. correct. I As wanna, we know, they don't fill out a ballot from twelve to three. But I do want to. I want to make that clear. I don't want to. Re- that mis- they don't fill out a ballot. No, I want to. I don't want to misrepresent why, anybody. Why, why don't they fill out a ballot? I don't know. Because well, they don't want to be biased. Because well, biased. What? How are they any different than anybody else? Well, basically, this is their vehicle to deflect blame because they get all the. <laughs> I can only hey, oh, no, I don't blame them because they release it on their show, so they're one the ones that directly get the heat, and so they can put up their hands and say, "Well, I, we didn't vote on this." Relax. I think they should vote. Of course, I, you not, don't vote. I'm not one to. I have. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. maybe you should. I fill, missed the Indy 500. Fill out a ballot, <laughs> Jake and Austin. You missed the Indy 500. <laughs> But to clarify, Scotty did not say that. That was correct. The difference between me missing the Indy 500 and you guys and your attitude about missing the Indy 500, that was the difference. I didn't watch it, and I felt bad about it. You guys didn't watch it and acted like that was the smartest thing you'd ever done. No, here's here's the thing. We didn't watch it because it's boring, but we can be (laughs) honest about that. You didn't watch it because you also find no, it boring. No, I don't think it's boring. But you uh, have to, you know. Take, I don't think it's boring at all. Cast America's shame on us. Do we have mystery guest on line ten? Uh oh, this can't be good. Uh, hello, mystery guest. I did not say I have Jordan Love outside my top five. I just corrected it, Scotty. I got confused. Kurt was the one we ran it by yesterday. I'm sorry. I tried to make that abundantly clear. Do you think he's in the top five? Yes, I think he's in the top five. Do you think he's... And, man, like, I don't want to go, like, Trump fake news, but you guys are spreading stuff around like it's going to get me into trouble. I immediately (laughs) doubted myself and said, oh, maybe it was Kurt that said that. But, yeah, I I did slander your good name. I apologize. You can blame me. I mean, the name's not that good, but whatever's left of it got slandered pretty good. Well, don't say you guys. It was uh, my partner over there. I had asked you and Kurt. And Austin. And (laughs) Austin. That's true. I I just think Scotty doesn't remember saying what he said. (laughs) I had uh, asked you and Kurt the exact same question, and I got I got your responses mixed up. I apologize. Well, okay, now honestly, I don't really remember what I said. So uh, there, I that's the thing. When you say stuff like that, then I'm starting to think, well, did I <laughs> accidentally say that? Because if I did, that's certainly not what I meant. I do think David Woodward should be right there in the combina- conversation with uh, Jordan Love as as whether as the top Aggie. Uh, coming off the board, but I think both of them should be in the top five. Absolutely. Would you put Jordan Love number one? I would. Oh, number one overall? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't vote in this, Gordon, I, as you I, may I, have heard. I, I, I've so, heard that. But what, what, now, explain to me one more time how come you don't. Because uh, as as we are the originators of it, we are like the um, we are like the loving parents who can't pick favorites. You know, we like we put this on display for the whole world to see, and if we are to get our, you know, get down in the mud, then then it discredits the whole process. Wait a minute! Wait so, a minute! You're, so you're encouraging everybody else to get down in the mud, but you refuse to get down in it with them? 
Well, Gordon, you know, I know that you have your favorite daughter, but for the most part, <laughs> us as parents, we don't pick. But, you know who but, we who we would put but, but, above one another. But as the father of daughters, I would not encourage a bunch of people to pick their favorite, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but they're just randomly going to have their favorites, you know. But you can't have your favorite. So, so hands I just feel like it's probably in everybody's best interest if we just are the presenters of it, and it's like the Academy Awards, you know, like when Harrison Ford goes up and announces who the best actor is in the movie, he's not saying that's his opinion. He's just saying what the voters uh, voted as the best actor. And so he's like, this is what all of you say. We're just presenting it for the whole world to see. So you just compared yourself to parents and to Harrison Ford. I'd say that's a very, that those were two very fair and honest uh, comparisons. Yeah. See, I think it would be a lot more fun if you did vote, but you didn't necessarily tell anyone until the very end. And then, then you know, then you're playing ball at that point. Then it's on. So just secretly submit a ballot and not tell anybody. No, I think you should and let everybody know that you did submit a ballot and say that you'll reveal it as you reveal, uh, you know, the number one pick. Well, yeah. We could do that, Gordon, but we probably won't. We'll just look at everybody else and what they did and make fun of them. Okay. Can I ask you a question about the process, Scotty? Sure. So I know you guys have had uh, your eye on some returns from the the fan fan vote. Has it been have have fans been kind of uh, fair, or have you been able to easily spot what fan of the team they are? There's a bit of a there's a little bit of anomaly. We'll just say this. one fan base is not as actively involved as the other two. Um, but I will say, you look at the top top ten, and I don't have a huge problem with a lot of what's going on in the top ten. There's probably one or two players that are not in the top ten that probably should be, in my opinion. But for the most part, honestly, I've been actually pretty impressed with uh, the, the accuracy of the Lisa. And I've only looked about the top ten, top 15. I haven't looked at... Uh, one through sixty, but we're well over. Uh, uh, you know, we've got hundreds and hundreds of ballots that have already been submitted. Uh, I think we'll probably break a thousand ballots before it's all said and done. Nice. And uh, and I, I I've been I've been really pleasantly surprised that there hasn't been a weird anomaly going on. They'd be like, oh, where did that come from? It's all been pretty good for the most part. Are the Utes dominating? Uh, I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny that, Gordon. All right. But, you know, look, you, you, I mean, we've been pretty open that there's more youths. I mean, you can just go and see the whole list. There's 23 Utah players. There's uh, 17 from Utah or, or uh, from BYU and 17 for Utah State. Hey, just by the numbers alone, you would anticipate a pretty – a pretty strong Utah representation there in that uh, top 15. Which fan base would you encourage to get busy with it? Uh, I will not say in particular, but it would be good if one group were to rise up and maybe uh, provide a, you know, maybe a personal quest to try to uh, put together a ballot and get it submitted, or your team may not be as represented as you'd like. All right. Okay. I, th- I think we got that. Uh, the first, <laughs> actually, I should say, number 60 will be announced on Wednesday, June 5th. Is that still correct, Scotty? Uh, June 6th. Sorry. Uh, June I 6th. said June 5th last week. It's June 6th will be the first day we announce. Well, I wholeheartedly apologize for misrepresenting you, Scotty. That was uh, a blunder on my part. 
I, I make it a point not to call in, but that did make me a little nervous because I think my other line was ringing and it was Gary Anderson. So, <laughs> all right, well, I'm a little nervous. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate it, and always like it when you have a chance to call in. Thanks, Scotty. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks, Scotty G. Who would put Jordan Love in his top five? Yeah, he said he would. Might have to go back to the tape. How so? Oh, because you think he really did? No, say I that. don't. I'm just joking. I know Kurt did. So, and I think that's who I was thinking of. Okay. He may or may not have hypothetically not said that unless he did, but I'm not sure, certainly, but maybe. Yes, well, what do you guys think about yeah. those guys not participating? I, I understand why they don't, but I like to give them the business for not doing but it. But would you encourage them to? I mean, yeah, they're encouraging me to, so. Okay. That's their thing. Let them do what they want. By the way, how they far will. this thing has come. Yeah, right. It's cool. It's got its own website. It's got its own production, <laughs> billboards, commercials. <laughs> this is this thing's grown into something really nice. Those guys are fine with starting the fire and getting out of the way of the blowback. I get it. See, I think they need to step right into it. Transparency? Yeah. Participate? That's what we do. Right? I'm not disagreeing, but it's their, it's their bit. I'm not going to tell you. Are you the kettle or the pot in yeah. this one? Right, because you're, you're not going to vote. <laughs> How do you know that? Mm. <laughs> Your track record isn't terrific. Oh, you got me there. All right, we want to remind you uh, about our good friends at the Utah Sports Commission. Come and watch the future stars of the PGA Tour tee it up at Oak Ridge Country Club in Farmington, June 27th through the 30th. Don't wait till the last minute to purchase your tickets. Buy them online now at utahchampionship.com. I've been too busy, you know, figuring out who's going to win the Heisman. Yes, you have. I know you painstakingly pour over that process, too. Hey, but you've got your vote back. That's nice. I've had it back for a while. I know. Just say Yes, I know. That's what I said. Got your vote back. That's nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, participate, all y'all. Get involved. 60in60fanvote.com. Check it out. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.